Hi, Danielle. Good afternoon, Casey Rose. Top of the top of the afternoon to you. <laughs> it really is the top of the afternoon. Guys, I'm in a full face of makeup. Full face of makeup. As Casey, you, you must be thrilled to see me with my face on, Casey. Oh, it's so nice. You're so gorgeous. Again, you don't need it. But today, you know what? We're getting out there and doing some press for Bitch Sesh. We just did Entertainment Tonight. What a thrill at the crack of dawn. Entertainment Tonight. When I hear that Entertainment Tonight theme song, it gets my blood a jumping. It's like something from my childhood. Like, just like that was the tip top. Yeah. Makes me horny. Yeah. <laughs> I like to fuck to the Entertainment Tonight theme song. Absolutely. <laughs> In my Candy Burrows swing. <laughs> and you, you texted me this week and you kind of gave me an important update. What did I update you? I can't. Well, about your hair and makeup. Yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes I don't I don't go for it. Sometimes I just do it myself or don't do it at all. And it, you're kind of more in a crystal zone and kind of a crystal zone. Well, we might get it in a testimonial. We might not. Yeah, you don't know what's gonna happen. More likely I won't do it. I think that's where our money usually goes. And I texted Kate this week and I said, I want you to feel comfort in the fact. I want you to be comforted by the fact that I will be getting my hair and makeup professionally done for entertainment tonight. And I said, I actually felt safe and I felt I could rest in the loving arms of the tr- of that truth. Yeah. If I could feel you relax and release upon I, hearing. I, my shoulders <laughs> went down, Danielle. Oh my gosh. Uh, you know, I, I will say, Danielle, I saw a few uh, listeners on Delta. <gasps> uh, airline to the stars. Oh, airline to the stars. I went to Charlottesville, Virginia to see my brother and my, my best pal, Amanda. And I'll tell you what, you know, I was flying main cabin, extra leg room. Ooh, what? Extra leg room. You know, with my kids, it, it makes it makes sense. And yeah. and I'll tell you what, some listeners seemed confused. <laughs> they were like, are you Danielle? Yeah, based on our <laughs> history. Um, <laughs> I don't like this to be the rap I have, you know? And and I've heard from a few of you, it's very base and, and, and wrong. Honestly, there's bigger problems in the world than what, what, what class you fly, I'm sorry. Well, Danielle, speaking of bigger problems, Uh-oh. they've been tackled recently. And and those bigger problems are the problems happening on episodes one to three of Sister Wives. Oh. Uh, yesterday, we, we taped an explosive special ep, and it will be coming out Monday. And I want everyone, it, it, like I said, it, it, it's been reckless and honestly irresponsible and dangerous of us to not have it out sooner. And I have to say, Casey, that like, and I, I'm sure I've said this on the pod before. I can't remember what I say because I'm losing my all my facilities. Mm, mm. But uh, I don't watch Sister Wives even though I want to. I just haven't like, again, trying to find the time of the day. And I still listen to that podcast. Like, I think it's so funny. Listening to you guys talk about the Sister Wives, like, it gives me a thrill. Truly (sighs) makes me laugh. Having never seen not one of the 16 seasons? Not once. I mean, look, they bundle those. They get a lot of stuff out of nothing. (laughs) (laughs) That's a lot from nada. Yeah, my girlfriend said to Juno, she said, so guys, should I try to catch up? Like, do you think it, I could do it. And I was like, absolutely. As June was like, no, there's 16 seasons. Like the train is out, out of the station, you know? But but I think you can hop on this train. It's you just got to hop on train. There. And people have asked me where to start. Yeah. I say, do season one and then really just jump to 13, 14, or 14, 15, 16. <laughs> wow, you can skip all like 12 seasons? Then jump to 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14. <laughs> So now, Danielle, I we were talking just about how busy life is and it's flying. Also, please know while I was doing entertainment tonight, I missed a call from my son's school saying, you have an interview scheduled for your other son to have kindergarten. <laughs> just simply had it on a different day. And it was really tough to be doing. Did you play that theme song and say, you know where I fucking am? I'm here. So calm your nerves. No, instead I. Yes. Almost cried because I just keep forgetting so many things and sent flowers. And that's all I can really do right now. But, <laughs> and you said this t- just was dead ass. J- dead, I, not even, not, not a no. joke to be found. You said, Casey, I'm so busy right now. I just feel like every second I'm hunched over my typewriter. You said <laughs> typewriter. <laughs> Casey, typewriter. <laughs> you said, are you also calling me for a switchboard? <laughs> I don't know. I sometimes I like it's caught in another century, Casey. I don't know. Maybe I feel like I'm in another century, but it's not a typewriter. 
or a word processor, which I had at some point. Life just is moving so fast right now. I'm like, when do we rest? Does everybody feel like this? And I'm not trying to say, especially with kids, it's everybody I feel like I talk to is just like, oh my God. Like I actually feel sometimes when I curl up in bed with my, you know, my classic binge eating and housewives, I feel like (laughs) the same way when you get your hair and makeup done, like I can actually rest. And I mean that dead seriously. Like life is whizzing by. I had the best night the other night because Sydney and my husband were at her basketball practice. I was just home watching The Real Housewives Mm. and eating leftovers. And I was just like, this is the this is the dream. Like this is where I want to be all I know. I I personally and I love my mm-hmm. friends and I love going out. I mean, I don't think it gets better than that. Like when I hunkered down <laughs> to watch Salt Lake, I thought, if I'm looking for more, it's not out there. No, it's in here. Wherever you go, here you are. And and I'm here <laughs> in Salt Lake. Now, we will get into it, obviously, <sighs> with our esteemed obviously. guest. And he's we have one of the greats today. And so I'm so glad that we have him paired um, with this podcast to get into Salt Lake with us. But I will say there's been some Housewives news this week, mm. which is that Jim Jim Edmonds has remarried again. Of Jim Jim King Edmonds is <laughs> married again, and then Megan King Edmonds made some sort of sly comment like, "Well, as long as he keeps her in money, he'll be fine." Like, because that's what she's interested in. And I mean, honestly, what else would you be marrying Jim Edmonds for? His candles, probably not. Sack of potatoes with skin over it. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. He was one of the, he was such a dud of a man and a house husband and everything in between. Danielle, I'm shifting subjects to something a bit darker. Okay. I'm ready for it. Because I actually have found when I put out a question to the listeners, I get such great things back, but I, I won't get into specifics. It's honestly too painful for me. And, you know, I've been reading this book. It's a parenting question. And it's called Good Inside by Dr. Becky. It's an amazing parenting book about kind of just inherently seeing our kids as good inside and not necessarily like looking at the surface behavior of them and also seeing ourselves as parents as good inside because I do feel like sometimes all these parenting books are so geared towards like shaming us. And I'm just like, as June said, I can't take that on. No. So, and the whole thing is like, we have to build resilience in our kids and we don't want to be helicopter parents and we can't clear every obstacle for them. And and I believe in all that. But that was challenged this week for me. No, something happened to my older son where, I'll just put it this way, he was kind of left out of something. And, but it was a bad situation mm-hmm. the way it all happened. It wasn't, I'm not saying it was like a, like, oh, someone was like not friendly to him. Danielle, I don't know what this unlocked inside me. I have cried for three days straight. I'm driving, I'm crying. I'm home, I'm crying. I'm like, how are we supposed to watch these little souls go out there? And I know what you're going to say. It's good for them. And I get all that. I really, really do. But I am just like, wow, this is is hard on me, (laughs) you know? Like I, God, thinking of his little face, I'm just like, this is hard parenting. It's really hard. I mean, I feel the same way. Someone had, one of the kids at Sydney's school at some point started a club that was like the I Hate Sydney Club. (gasps) And God, yes, I know. No, Danielle. Yes, Casey. And I'm honestly getting off the podcast, driving to the school, (laughs) and I'll be in jail soon. Oh, I was, it took everything. I was like getting on the phone. Like Matt was like, Danielle, we need to like take a beat. Because it was so triggering for me in so many ways. Danielle, that's really upsetting. And I, I know these are whatever, you know, kids, but this is beyond the pale. It was fully Casey. It took everything in my body because not only is this my child, but it was also triggering experiences that I had. Like it was, it was everything. It was all that and more. When Candy Burris left you out. Yes. (laughs) It was so triggering to me. And Matt calmed me down. He's like, this, I have a feeling if we don't make this into a thing, it's going to blow over. I say we give it a day or two. And just okay. see where we're at. How it plays out. Yes. Okay, that's And great he advice. was right in this circumstance that <sighs> it blew over. Like, it wasn't a big deal. She was bought because, Casey, I was willing to burn down everything at that moment. I don't know. I don't know how we as parents are supposed to send them out into the world and have that happen. 
You yeah. know what I mean? There's going to be scrapes and falls and leaving out, but there are some that are beyond the pale. My therapist said, if I can offer, she said, I, I which I kind of, I've known it, but I didn't really think it. She's like, I do think it's hard to parent to young kids in this world right now and this where the world is at. So then there's something about then, I'm just saying, not that you shouldn't have felt exactly what you felt, but I'm just, there is another layer yeah. of like the world feels scary. And then when they're like inner, per, you know, that inner circle world, it's just almost too much to take. It's so hard. It's so it's hard. And so I know there's going to be more. And that also scares me. And more complicated. And she'll remember more of it. She won't get over it. You know what I mean? As we I get know. older, we get over less on some way. So I'm like... I know. And it's so funny because my entire job is being rejected. You know? I, I, I mean, I was telling you today what this director said to me on the phone once. <laughs> I'm so upset, Casey. I was so upset by that. I'm still not over that. I, I, I have to laugh. This one director on the phone was upset about my weight. This was many, many years ago. And he said, and I quote, you've got to lose weight because your weight reflects on me. That makes me fucking ill. It was so shocking. It was so shocking. I have to say though, none of that, including like not being asked back to SNL for whatever reason, hit me like this, hit me this week. I'm sorry. That's tough. No, there's no question here. I just... I know it's good for them overall. Is it? <laughs> but I did say to my therapist, I'm like, I know I'm not supposed to be like rushing out and trying to make things better. And I really didn't. But she did say, you know, it's interesting, the job of the parent in the younger years mm-hmm. is not to be rushing around trying to make everything okay. But she did say, you know, we are the stimulus barrier between our children and this harsh world. And if mm. we can keep it a bit softer in the early years, like that's, you know, it is when like, traumas form and oh Danielle it's a lot and also like I want my daughter to know that there are protectors in this world I'm one of them you know what I mean and I want her to be a protector too you know like I want so I also use that experience to be like I'm so sorry this is terrible and you know but like yeah. As bad as it feels, we don't want anybody else to feel like you're feeling right now. I so know, you know and I spent two hours. I wrote a letter to this adult that because it was this was all coming from an adult, which is shocking. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. Two hours. Yeah. And you know me, Danielle. I'll fire something off. I have no problem giving what I like to call gentle correction. Yes, I and I, I spent two hours on my couch and then I didn't send it, which actually to me is signaling that this is even bigger. In a way where I was wow. like, I actually don't think I can send this. I don't think I can. I'm sorry. And I haven't sent it. That's all I have. Yeah. So, well, all these kids are so sweet. It's so hard. I'm so upset about that, Cindy. You think? It was tough. I mean, I will say it. She seems to have gotten over it easier than I have. If anyone can <laughs> move, I think if anyone can move through, I, I mean, she has more pluck. <laughs> but but it was Casey. Oh, I mean, Danielle. it took everything Danielle. in no. my body. I'm destroyed from what you just told. Me. I'm like, I don't know if I can continue to do the podcast <laughs> after what you just told me. It was it was a rough it was a rough patch. And and again, like, but anything like that happens, and you're just oh, it's. And I'm sorry, what's happening to your oldest right now? And I'm sorry that it came from a parent. Like that's even fucking, are you fucking kidding me? It's like, we should, we should know better. And when we don't know better, we should figure it out and do better. No. And to navigate all these things is just like, I'm so tired. (laughs) (laughs) I have so little energy (laughs) for myself. I know. And it's like, and I don't think we shouldn't protect our kids. Sorry. I think the, the, the heart, the, the heart will hit them anyway. We might as well give them, like you said, like a, just a little stuff, a little buffer and not have the world so hard. Well, I mean, you know, my son is hit so easily too, which is like the other day, I mean, I did have to take a photo and it's not right. It's not right. I should have been in that <laughs> moment with him. And it was just, well, I'm not like putting it out there, but I had to uh-huh. because as I think I mentioned, he's loves the song Mockingbird from Eminem. And I know what you're all thinking. Why would I have ever played that? And And I kind of, I wish I could say I thought he was asleep when the first time it came on. It just came on and I wasn't really thinking. He kind of latched onto it because of the like hush little thing, you know, yes. like that part. Yes. But yes. then the questions came, as I've told you. Where's Kim now? Is Haley okay? Oh. How's Lainey? Where's Eminem? What's going on with Dr. Dre? You know, a lot of questions. All of them seem to be fine right now. P.S. All those people. You know, Kim is is 
working on becoming an illustrator in Michigan, and I just hope that's going well. Because that was my, I have to keep big, big tabs on them all. You really do. You have to. Oh, I check in. I show him Haley. I said, look at Haley. She just did college. And he's like, okay. So this is like many times we've heard this song. He asked to hear it. He's like a melancholic kind of personality. Like he asked to hear Uh it. He wants to, it's like when I put on like Hallelujah by Jeff Buckley. Like these are when you're like, I'm going down. You want to make yourself cry. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Like empty chairs at empty tables. Oh, I could go, I could go down that hole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put it on and then we had to get out of the minivan and I opened that door. Danielle, he is hysterically weeping. He just, it's just so cute, you know? So anyway, I think, this all hit me hard because I'm like, this little kid is so sweet. He's very worried about Lainey and Haley. And I'm having trouble getting a lot of info on Lainey. <laughs> Anyone knows? Sydney is sensitive, but she's also, sometimes she says, just the, she'll cut you like a knife sometimes. Well, I have always said this, and, I, and I'm not saying this is what you want for her, okay? Mm-hmm. I'm just saying she will always have the option of being a housewife. Yes. <laughs> the same way like the chat is waiting for me. Like June and I are always like in, in our 50s and 60s, we will be sitting with coffee mugs at like the chew, just like talking yes. about drop off. It's like, that's <laughs> there. Yes. I don't know what's there for me. Just my typewriter. Just <laughs> you and your typewriter. Just me and my typewriter, my whiteout, taking out mistakes. <sighs> Thank you for that, Danielle. Thank you, Casey, for sh- sharing with us. That's a big one. It's a tough <sighs> Sorry, guys. Sorry to use this podcast, I guess, as my own, like, second therapy session. Uh, Love to you all. Shall we take a quick break? And we're going to come back with our fabulous guest. Yes. And we're back from the break. Danielle, before we get to our incredible guest, Brandon Kyle Goodman, I just want to throw something out that's very important to our hearts. Just want to remind all of our incredible listeners that the 20... 22 midterm elections are less than 40 days away. And Bitch Sesh is thrilled to be working with Vote.org to make sure that everyone has what they need to vote. This is not an ad. This is simply Danielle and I's call to action. This is the time to take a few minutes. Uh, uh, Our fellow listener has brought this to our attention. It takes less than three minutes to register to vote. Check your registration, request a mail-in ballot, find your polling location, Here is something interesting. If you move even next door, you need to completely re-register. So I just want to throw that out there. I know you all are so politically conscious, but please get yourself ready to be engaged in democracy. It's too important not to. Yes, and I moved recently and I looked and I hadn't, it hadn't like moved me. It hadn't done it for me. So I went and looked and had to, and it takes two seconds to like basically like get your address in the system and then you're totally registered. So even if you haven't moved, like just go look, check your status. Give it a little look. Give it a little look-see. Go to our personalized link, which feels really good. Mm, yeah, I like it. It is votevote.org slash bitch sesh. Vote.org slash bitch sesh. Just pull over, just start doing it. Vote.org slash bitch sesh takes less than two minutes is actually what he's saying. And just to note, each state has its own laws and policies about voting deadlines for registration, mail-in ballot deadlines. And vote.org has done all of the work to put it in one place so you don't have to frantically search for it like Ramona Singer is looking for the best room in a housewife's trip, Airbnb. (laughs) Now, also just remember, guys, that midterms are coming up. Sometimes people don't vote in midterms. And we all know that voting is so important, especially at midterms. With everything that's gone on this year and in the past few years, we know that every vote counts for every single election, not just the president. This is everything. And I think right now the world can feel like a very scary place and uh, we cannot choose right now to disengage from politics. We got to show up. We got to be engaged. And then we can make the rest of our lives about garbage, absolute garbage TV. And even the smaller races up and down the ballot make a huge impact on our lives. And I know we're also busy, but issues of education, reproductive rights, gun control. So use our link, vote.org slash bitch sesh. And we will also be able to tell how many of you wonderful listeners are getting yourselves ready to vote. We love to tell you how much of a difference this incredible community is making. Go to our link. I want to know that you guys, I honestly, just for bitch sesh, I want to see how many guys are listening. I know. And <laughs> please just treat voting the way Kathy Hilton maybe treats her one brand of tequila that's unclear. Does she own it? Does Ava Longoria own it? We don't know. Tell your friends about it. Never stop talking about it. Thank you all. Okay. Okay. This next guest a favorite of mm-hmm. mine, yours, and everybody's. This person is a star. star. Gulping down an Essentia water with low alkaline right now. <laughs> Living his <Yes>. truth. <laughs> Keeping it healthy. 
<laughs> a writer, a performer, um, a, a sage. Ooh. An activist. Yes. They have a book they just wrote. And guys, to write a fucking book is the hardest thing you could do. I write sitcoms and dramas. Bullshit. Crap. <laughs> a book, Casey knows, is the hardest thing you can ever fucking I write. can't help but agree. Their book, You Gotta Be You, just came out September 27th. They're also a writer for Big Mouth and a star of Human Resources. Please welcome... Brandon Kyle Goodman. Hi. Uh, I feel like I'm home. This is like you my are. favorite. It's my favorite to come back to you too. How are you? I, we're good. I'm so happy I got to see you the other night. And I apologize. I'd had many margaritas. Oh, I had <laughs> ma- they were flowing. They were free. Of course we had many. They were free. I felt like I like stumbled into you. <laughs> yes. And also Snoop Dogg and 50 Cent. And it was a, it was a wild night. <laughs> it was hard to like catch up with your friends with Snoop Dogg and 50 kind of right behind you doing a live performance, <laughs> yes. not five feet away. Yeah. I will also say Brandon was at the Emmys and you, Best in the house. you were you had a seat like between everybody's legs. You know, it's in the yes. round and you really were front and center. In and that we got blue some... suit behind Oprah, behind Shirley Ralph, behind Jimmy Kimmel. Behind... Oh, behind Shirley Ralph. Did you go, uh, who, who, who were your star encounters? My star encounters, so I ran into Shirley Ralph on the carpet and obviously looked wow. stunning and I just screamed, you look beautiful. And she was like, thank you. Um, and then that moment when she won, I keep talking about there's this photo of me and Natasha Rothwell are the only ones like standing in the middle of her speech because it was like <laughs> church and we were like, Yes, sing, Mama, sing. I have seen it. You, you guys immediately Immediately. were like, "We get this." Forgot it was the Emmys. I forgot where it was. It was immediately. It was church. It was like stand up, stand up. It was wonderful. Stand (laughs) up. Yes, they played her acceptance speech at my son's school for everyone, and it was really. Just, just, it was so cool. I'm like, yes, everyone should be seeing this. This is transcended speech yes. at this point. You know, like trans- transcended acting yes. speech. She really like, and you see, what's beautiful is like, you really see the moment that she takes for herself right before mm. she opens her mouth. It, like chills. Like you're like, it's still, I would keep saying it, it was chills because you're like literally inside of history. Like the first black woman in 35 years to win that category for it to be Cheryl Lee Ralph, who has been such an icon, especially in the black community. I mean, I remember her from It's a Living. Oh my God. Uh, I loved her. I, Moesha, like, no, Moesha and Sister Act 2 were my... <laughs> I'm, my yeah. my, no, I'm a little older. A little older. <laughs> my gateway was Moesha. Moesha was such the gateway. Gateways, <laughs> it's a living. At five at five years old, I'm watching TV about like divorcee waitresses. <laughs> You love, love that. it. That was like, I was watching that show Sisters when I was like eight. I was like, wow, these sisters have a lot of drama going on between them. <laughs> Isn't it wild <laughs> as a kid what you watch and you're like, I, I really relate to this drama. I related to It's a Living. Again, like divorced women working at the top of a of a hotel yes. restaurant. <laughs> I was like, this is, it. This this is, is me. me. This is my life. Yes. <laughs> Did you get it, Oprah? Was there anyone else? Oprah. That was, I, I was. That's sitting- what I was asking. Yes. We need it. <laughs> I was like, I can't not mention the fact that no, please. we'll sit here for 20 hours. You take us through every beat. Listen, I, we were there sitting at the table. It was like a couple, it was like maybe half hour before the show starts. And we're sitting by the stage. We're already in awe of the fact that we're like this close. And like o- Oscar Isaac is going to be next to us. Seth Rogen's already sitting with his wife. <sighs> so we're, we're uh, waiting. And then I'm out the corner of my eye. I see like these four big men walk on stage. And between them is this... A woman who's has a mask on, long braid, black. I know immediately. I'm like, that's Oprah. And I forget when she walks off the stage that she was even there. So then when Keenan says, Oprah, stand up for Oprah, it was like an electric shock in my body again. And all the pictures are just me with a dead face because I didn't realize I was looking into camera because I was just staring at the teleprompter watching her read. And so on the commercial break, I get all these screenshots of like my dead face being like <gasps> in shock. But I, And then also there's a picture of me fully impressed because Oprah was like changing little words to like make it her own. And I was like, it, Oprah, yes, that was perfect. It's not, I think I, I don't choose to see your face as a dead face. It's more when it's, it's the other side of the circle. You're so full of everything you there's nothing to be seen <laughs> yes I mean a moment like that mm. some people wait a lifetime as Kelly Clarkson said you know <laughs> she said it best she, said it she best. just did. now to transition to another moment because this is an Oprah moment too is your book yes. I would like to talk about your book 
You gotta be you. It's just out this week. Congratulations. If you haven't already pre-ordered it, yep. order this it. This is the time. This we is the need time. our pre-orders. Get it. Get it. And can you tell people just a little bit about it for those who stupidly haven't purchased it? Yeah. You know, I wrote this book. I, I say that it's a part uh, memoir, part self-help, um, a, a guidebook to self-love. And self-love sounds really cheesy sometimes, but I think any of us who are in any kind of marginalized group, whether it's gender, race, sexual orientation, understand that uh, when you don't see yourself in value in the world, loving yourself is literally the only way to not just survive, but thrive. And so the question that I explore is, who would I be if society never got its hands on me. Because as soon as we're born, you know, our society, our family tells us, you, you got to do this. You got to be like this. You got to marry this person. You got to have this many kids. Like our value is based off of what I call the ABVs, acceptance, belonging, validation of other people. Uh, and that can really weigh us down. We can really suffocate mm-hmm. in those boxes. And so I'm just asking us to be curious and say, well, you know, if you're a girl, do you really like pink or do you like lavender? Or, you know, if you're a boy, like, do you, if you like heels, try them on. You don't have to love it, but these rules and these regulations that we've made um, are arbitrary. Who are you? What do you want? Dare to ask that and live your life for you. It's almost like their society is like, gives us a prescription in a way that mm-hmm. we, and I, I love that asking yourself, because sometimes we don't even think there's that possibility. Yes. And that it, until somebody gives you permission. And so this book for me is really about giving people permission to at least ask the question, at least be curious mm-hmm. and and sharing, you know, uh, my journey to doing that specifically as a Black, gay, non-binary person, like how I've been able to ask those questions. But it's a universal story. We all have, you know, wounds from our childhood. We all have traumas from our family. We all have these things <sighs> yes. um, that govern our adulthood. You know, I always use the example of like um, as a kid being told my nose was too big and then like having this thing inside of me of like, I'm going to get my nose fixed, but And then as an adult being like, wait, 10-year-olds told me my nose was too big. Like, why? like how <laughs> am I at 35 about to make a decision about my face based on what 10-year-olds said being mean? And I think there's a lot of that in our lives. We're making a lot yes. of decisions based off of what people said to us. Old yeah. scripts or like our inner... Old yes, scripts, yes, yes. yeah. I, when I was... Uh, 16, I had a girlfriend tell me my boobs were too low. Uh, and <laughs> uh, But like something like that lives with you. <laughs> my whole fucking life. Yes. <laughs> well, and we've had 16 lifts later. <laughs> <laughs> and I know that's not the same, but it's real. No, like, it it's is. Tough. All of it. It's like little and big. All those things that you're told, whether it's in jest, whether it's whatever, it's like you, you live your life from those rules. And I'm saying... Those rules were made up by people who don't know you. Yeah. So what's your rule book? I have some 16-year-old bitch. Yes! Hello, bitch. <laughs> and I always tell my daughter that, which is like, I tell my daughter, we don't talk about each other's mm-hmm. bodies mm-hmm. at all. I said, we never point out things. And I said, even good things. People don't want their bodies talked about. Yeah. And you don't want your body talked about. So even if someone thinks you're paying a compliment, we just don't talk about people's bodies. It's theirs. I love that rule. Again, maybe it's an arbitrary rule. No, no, but, that, like, but, that's, but that to me is a, is a rule that keeps us all safe. Actually, I had a friend who uh, was taking his four-year-old to the pediatrician and the pediatrician, like, they were, you know, just doing kind of like the checkup and said about the girl, the daughter, um, that she was like chubby or something. And he was like, stop, sh- stop, stop, stop. <gasps> immediately stopped. And I was like, oh my goodness, that killed me because I was like, it's happening so young. Like this baby is in a room. And when a doctor says a doctor. that to you, that, that carries a weight. It, yes, it carries a different level of, of, yeah. um, of quote unquote importance because it's a medical professional, you know? Um, but like to know that at four years old, uh, whether she can process it or not, but is hearing that something about her body is wrong. And and how many of us and all of us are always hearing about what's wrong about us and what's not good about us. And so I'm just asking for us to be like, well, who would you be if society didn't get its hands on you? If they didn't say those things, how would you live? That. What would you wear? How would you show up? How would you speak? What would you watch? What would you be interested in? Um, and to find those things, because that's you, to find you again. And I think the one thing we can all agree with is that we would watch Housewives. Period. <laughs> Period. Oh. Period. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, whether the day. we were prescribed it or not. That's not nurture. That's nature. Yes. That's, that's nature. nature. That's nature. <laughs> that's absolutely. Uh, also, like, gorgeous segue. 
Yeah, Gorgeous can- segue, by the way. I love yeah, it. Yeah, you're so welcome. I cannot re- wait to read your book. I love your Instagram. I-, I think I've told you this. One time I was on like a weird trip with some family members. It was going south. And I looked up your Instagram for so just some simply words of wisdom and I got it. Ah, that makes me feel real good. <laughs> you know, that's a pretty powerful kind of uh, presence that you have. It's really Thank unbelievable. You. Thank you. I appreciate that. Okay. I hope everyone gets your book. We don't have a ton of time with you, so we must now. We have to get into it. With great haste, head to Utah. (sighs) (sighs) What do you have to say, Brennan? Give us all your thoughts from the the, the breath of cold air that was Utah. Just just so, oh, by the way, so I just did watch What Happens Live. So (laughs) (laughs) I I taped it with uh, Anila from Married to Medicine, but before us was Whitney and Lisa. <laughs> Whoa! I have a creepy little video of Whitney like doing the seven. A dirty repeat. little video. A dirty little video of Whitney doing the seven repeat, and I'm just like a creeper. Like she looked fabulous, but I'm in the dressing room. Our doors open because they were about to move us, and so I I came in a again. Who would I be if I never got hands on me? I'm wearing a sports bra, baby. So I'm wearing a little sports bra. Lisa turns around and she's like, "Who are you?" And I was like, um, you know, Brandon, whatever. And then she comes and she like embraces me in a hug and goes, I'm not a whore. I don't, my husband doesn't pay me for sex. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh my God. She's taking this down to the like human by human level. Yes. I mean, she's really doing grassroots. She's going door to door. Door to door. Like fucking doing her own publicity. Like a Mormon does, baby. Well, you know, I saw this very dark um Nick Axelrod sent me this DM with a very dark video from Baby Gorgeous, her son, right ah. before the episode aired. And and Nick said it seems like it was filmed under duress. He's like, watch my mom tonight in Salt Lake. And it's like, sorry, so your mom is pointing you to promote a, to promote a show in which your mom is accused of cheating on your dad. <laughs> yes. That's insane. That's crazy. And to get liquor into peep into bars, she's giving oral. Like, that yes. is the, this is what we're hearing. That felt like a bridge too far for me. I'm like... Okay, I don't know. I don't believe that. It's, but it's all, it's all, it's all perfect. You know, it's 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 perfect. (laughs) First, we are in. Now it seems in Utah we can't get away from this kind of rooftop hot tub vibes. We've been at parties there. We've been in many of many hot tubs. I felt I was in a public pool, and (laughs) and as a person who goes to public pools. I didn't like being there. I got to say, I did not enjoy my time. <laughs> to see Meredith and Jen Shaw, wow. what do you make of it? Electri- I was elect- I thought it was electrifying. I, lo- I loved it. It was unexpected. I got chills. The moment <laughs> I saw the meeting, like, you know, I, our Bravo editors, as we always say, are deserve all the Emmys to get every Emmy every year. Um, and just like seeing them arrive and be with each other, I got chills. It was like it was like cheers, you know, like back at the back at the bar. Yeah. Everyone knows your name. Back at the bar, where everybody knows. <laughs> <Yes. your name. laughs> Can I say my favorite moment in maybe all Housewives history was one that transpired between these two beloved heroines of ours, <laughs> um, which they're in the pool, they're in the public pool, and. Jen Shaw says, like, you know, I've just been so under stress lately. And, you know, my trial's coming up in a month. <laughs> and Meredith goes, Chime is not on your side. <laughs> yes. 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 So casual. So Chime casual. is not nice. on your side. Yeah, like you're here in this hot tub. I, I feel her minutes ticking away. I don't know it if you tick- guys, but it's oh, like a, a thousand percent. Talk about a real like ticking clock. I'm like, okay, she's she's with coach. Okay, that's good. Oh, I don't want to see her over there talking to that person. We I, don't have time. <laughs> yeah, how are you spending your time, Mama? Like, you, you really have to, your time is valuable. Like, your time is not on your side, as Meredith so wisely <laughs> told you. You can't be having all these conversations. What did you make about the, I just, I was also just like, the fact that she was doing this party <laughs> was also like oh. really fucking, all of it's fucking with me. I'm like, you're going to jail for like stealing money or like Up a, to a 14 trial. years. Up to 14 years for all the stealing money. And the way that you're still spending money is just killing myself. Killing, TV, killing me. Killing me. I got the, I got the impression that new gal, I'm forgetting her name, Angie K. Angie K. Yes. Angie K. <laughs> was paying for the party. No. 
Oh, was she? Oh, well, I, I thought Angie K was treating us to the party. And then that's why Jen said, you know, which I could not believe. And, you know, these people have opened their home. You know, yes. they brought a piano in. I would have done it differently. <laughs> yes. Like, yeah, it was good, but I would have done it differently. I'm like, oh I my mean, God. Now, Angie K could use just a very quick lesson on blending uh, uh, foundation. Thank you. Somebody had to say it. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. A quick mm-hmm. one. A quick. Just really a quick. very quick. Very quick. <laughs> it's almost you there. Know. It's almost there. You know, in the break, we asked people to register to vote and we said it takes less than two minutes and I feel the same for Angie K with our foundation. (laughs) Yes, it's almost there. (laughs) It's almost there. Um, Now we see Heather and Whitney. I am dying to know what is about to go down between them that those two could part ways. And I loved the opening, by the way, the kind of VHS. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Fuzzy Mm, footage. That was a new way in. It felt very fresh. It felt very kind of there was ennui to it. Yeah, the like 2019 time card with yes. the little like, 90s digital. Good. And then 2022. To see where we were, where we are, where we're going. going. <laughs> yes. When Heather says, you lost me, I chills. Chills in that moment where she's like, you lost me. Chills in that. Like, I can't wait to see what happened between the two of them. You know, we've been hearing at Cannes, like all these movies and then like Blonde got a 17 minute standing ovation. And then yes. people are like, oh, that movie's terrible. I'm like, can we get this episode there? Like, yes. or, or, or just other ones. It's, it just feels like these are, we want to watch this. I don't know. <laughs> Honestly, this it has the drama. It has the comedy. It has the heart. It has the reunions. You know, it's mm-hmm. it's everything. It pulls at all our heartstrings. And, and it sure I does. I agree. Can we talk about Lisa? Yeah. We got problems with Lisa's all around this franchise. <laughs> Baby. Yes, we sure. <laughs> Lisa. The Lisas are going. The Lisas are going in on these franchises. Yeah. yeah. Lisa's the new Karen. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> I, yes. <laughs> now, Lisa's uh, without friends. She's friendless mm-hmm. right now, as I feel. So, so friendless that she's going to Heather. And Heather is like, if she's coming to me, you know, it's the bottom <laughs> of the barrel. Yes. yes. But I, I really like, I. this is why I love Heather. First of all, gorgeous baby blue sweater. But mm-hmm. I love when she's like, yeah, I'm going to go because I want her to like me. To like me? <laughs> I- I know. It's plain plain talk. It's plain and simple. Heather, to me, has always been one of us. I think last time I was here, we uh, had talked about the... um, I think the dinner that Mary Cosby was uh, throwing or whatever, and she gave all those gifts. R.I.P. R.I.P. But uh, (laughs) there was also that... I think earlier in that episode, there was a party, and Heather was going to like go out to like mediate and she was like don't take the lollipop the lollipop whatever the pork or whatever and I was yes. like that's my girl yes. like that's my she said leave the food that right. was my girl so I feel like she's one of us she's like I want to be liked she's completely <laughs> one of us especially because you can see the college girl in her that wasn't liked yes. by Lisa who was obviously like had more popularity yes. or whatever it is so you can see that girl is still in there which is still in all of us that person that didn't like us way back when we yes. were so young and they're still there. There's still someone we want to reach. And so she's with her, but Lisa going in and then going in on Meredith's oh, husband at the I party. I had truly had to almost put my hands over my face. It was so uncomfortable. And I did feel like Seth stood his ground. Yeah, I couldn't lean in close enough. I was like, this is, I, I want to, I need to watch, I need to hear every <laughs> word. This is crazy. But I mean, I do think they're absolutely right. Like we've seen a lot of things on Housewives where you might say to yourself, God, maybe they didn't mean it. That was it's certainly like Marlo's a great example where she said some things. Yes. But there's something I can't describe the difference. In some ways, Marlo, I just feel like is kind of almost like grasping at comedy. She's saying it to someone's face. Marlo is funny. Yes. And Lisa wants us all to think like it was a private crazy moment, but it was so hateful to me and so specific. And so it felt like the way Kathy feels about Kyle, clearly. Yeah. But can I say something about that? And here's the difference. When you are sisters, like Kyle and Kathy, there is a history there. There is hundreds of years between those, those two women. And I just feel like, the things I have said about my sister to her face and she has said to me, you shouldn't be able to come back from. <laughs> but when you're sisters, you can. Yeah. Because I think, personally, in my family anyway, and maybe we're damaged, but <laughs> <laughs> but there you can come back because you're, you're sisters and you find your way back. But between two people who've only known each other for 10 years in Salt Lake City, you can't come back from it. 
And seem to be have a nice friendship, right? I'm agreeing with you. I feel like with the Lisa of it all, and in watching Lisa, my husband and I, who, you know, I, I converted into the housewives. Like he was, thank goodness. Yes, thank God. Thanks for bringing him into the fold. <laughs> you should work for a religion. You know what? There, we have a ledger for housewives fans, much like the Mormon church does, where once we're in that book, you're going to heaven. <laughs> yes. And, and I never want to get out. I will never sign the paper to no, get I'll out ever, ever. never print a little form and pretend it's a big ceremony. Quithousewives.com will never... I'll never go to that website to get myself off. But we've always like... To me, Lisa, it has always felt like she's calculating. There's always a strategy around her. So it felt like in that moment, she really thought she was off camera with no mic. And so you, you, it's why it feels gross. As you said earlier, Casey, like Marlo will say it to your face and you can see Marlo is like trying to like work through her shit and like just yeah. saying wild shit like Candy's not worldwide, crazy. But Lisa, you, she wants to appear a certain way and got caught. I think she really got caught. She really got caught. She really got caught. Yeah. Well, that's what I love about the Atlanta Housewives as opposed to, say, Salt Lake City, except for maybe Heather, which is, and also Beverly Hills, like, which is Atlanta. They are who they are. They're never pretending yes. to be something they're not. They'll have a good day or a bad day, but you yes. get what you get and you don't get upset. Whereas, I think the problem with housewives that go on and pretend to be something that they are not like Kathy Hilton and mm-hmm. like um and like Lisa Barlow is that you're you can't be on camera for that much time and your true self not come out. You just can't. It, it's, you're gonna slip up. You're gonna you're just gonna slip up. <laughs> There's no way around it. You're drinking, you're mm-hmm. you're stressed, mm-hmm. you're filming for so many hours. Like I was thinking about one of the reasons I could never do it. I don't like every time I'm on camera, it's like exhausting and it's for like an hour whatever so the idea of like just like being on camera as yourself for like 12 hours a day i'm tired of this after this podcast like it's (laughs) unbelievable i'm like you see me slumped over with the mic basically in bed yes and when you get tired and you hungry you just start saying shit (laughs) a hundred percent Which we probably would make great housewives for that reason yes (laughs) you don't want to know what i say exactly I'm just excited. I feel like this was kind of like a prelude. I am excited. And I also really love that Lisa's like, I said, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) She's so eager to be done. She's like, I don't know what else I could do. I've eaten so much humble pie, I can't even fit in this dress. I'm surprised I've been Someone dress, wrote her she that line, P.S. That did not come from that brain. I loved it. I was like, not that line, maybe. That's <laughs> crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. All I can say is it felt great to be there. I'm loving this team up. It doesn't feel, it feels like, you know, some team ups feel like, eh, all right, these two are just yeah. trying to be friends. I'm like, uh, I like this. I like, like these alliances. Yep. I like, see, this is what's great about other cities and not Beverly Hills. Uh-huh. And we'll get to that later is that what I like is when the alliances move, change, yes. mold, like their will. Like Beverly Hills, we're stuck with those same, same fucking people, yeah. same, same being friends. Everybody has their side and they won't leave it. And that's why we're stuck. Whereas, I mean, Salt Lake, we're seeing Allegiance is Yes, and that feels great. Speaking of alliances, and uh, just a little tangent, I'm very excited about our Candace Ashley alliance. It <gasps> seems to be on the horizon for brewing. Oh my god! Wait, it really so is just like I know I've said this, but it's almost where like the conservatives and anti-vaxxer liberals meet. It's like at a certain <laughs> point, these two kind of extremist groups meet. And it, they have no other choice. They, and they're, but to come and in their one thing in common is not protecting the population. Like, <laughs> and that's the same with, with Ashley Darby <laughs> and Candace. Candace, yeah. We're not safe. Um, yes. I love Candace. Uh, okay. So much. I think we can agree, if I may be so bold, that we're very excited about Salt Lake. Very. A very. Correct. And sunrises and sunsets. And speaking of sunsets... Atlanta, because we saw, the sun you has know, set. like, yeah. the sun has set on another season of Atlanta. What did you think of this season? The Sheba Sheree of it all. Well, I was very emotional to see uh, it come to fruition. Because, you know, I've been there since season one, you know, and I was there when yeah, we uh, no have. fashion's yeah. how dreadful. We've all have. <laughs> so to, like, see it finally, I was really emotional. Of course, you know, I went on the website 
immediately, and you know, I was let down by uh, <laughs> to put it mildly. The, <laughs> to put it mildly, <laughs> I was let down because I was really looking forward to rocking. I will say, and I don't know what you feel. Just now that we're end of the season, I feel like it wasn't the best season. It feels like they're mm-hmm. missing. They're missing a poor shot. You know, it's missing like. Yeah. It's missing that like comedy queen to me. Like yeah. it's missing or Phaedra even, yeah. Yes, or Phaedra. It just is like Kenya is really carrying it <laughs> with her confession. She is. Kenya is carrying cool. it. And so like I'm like, I I like Sonia. I love I love her, but like I don't know, like even her fight. I don't love her presence with love. <laughs> respectfully, <laughs> respectfully. I feel like you know. I know she's a runner, but she took the baton and she's been running too long. Too. I'm like, just pepper in. Too fast. Let's do a sprint. You know, like she yes. just came into me and was like 40 percent of the show suddenly, and I'm like, I want the yes. pie divided a bit differently. Yeah, she she they didn't ease us into her. Uh, I don't think she was set up no. for the best. I think she could, but it's it. it she wasn't the right. She wasn't the missing. She didn't. You're right. She didn't fill yeah. Porsche's shoes. Yes. She wasn't the straw that stirs the drink. (laughs) (laughs) There you go. Yes. (laughs) No, I mean, I'm still a Drew lover. Drew, you know, we only can take so much. I love Drew. Yes, but I I love love, Drew. I can take a lot of Drew. Did you always love Drew or do you love Drew now? Always. No, always. Always. Day one, Drew. So I thought day one, I just thought she... I thought she was so thirsty for it. Mm. Um, and now I think like, I was like, this season I liked her because I was like, she's leaning into the dramatic. She's like, I have a bone. I have props. I'm here. I'm doing I'm <laughs> I've do. broken a leg. I'm, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, Michael. I'm, so like this season I liked her more, but yes. And she's also refuses to see her husband as a gaslighter. Like, it's just like. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. <laughs> I love when she was like, you know, seeing that clip package. Um <laughs> Brought a lot to light for me, I think. When they're like, here's a clip of Where a you package been? of Ralph gaslighting her. She's like, I didn't even know what the word meant. <laughs> yes, like that. Like her, <laughs> she's the perfect level of delusion that I love. Uh, and I so. just think to me, she's got a light energy that's fun that I, sure. I appreciate. I do appreciate she's just always kind of up for something. The fact that Ralph's, I, I know we've talked about it, but sold his book and got a book deal without telling his wife. About her son. <laughs> I don't. Crazy. I tell my husband I'm like going to the gas station. Like this is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and to have it be about his stepson, her son. And he won't become his stepson. Yeah, it's, it's so crazy. wild. It's crazy for them to sit on that couch and be like, yeah, we're in therapy and we're working through it. I'm like, baby, there's there's a gaslighting package. There's a book deal that you didn't know about about your child. Like, this is a lot. We're in know. Florida. We don't know what happened that weekend. We've got a massage <laughs> happening with an assistant. I, Ralph, see, and I know I'm the only person in America, but I have a soft yes. spot for Ralph. And I don't know why. No, I know. Because <laughs> he's hot. Because if Michael Darby did the same things, we would all be like, absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> no, we'd be in the streets. <laughs> yes. We'd be protesting. <laughs> but we're all like, he's still very nice to look at. He, and he has kind of a lighter he, touch. You know, he's just yes. kind of like, yeah. When he said he was so wrong and strong when he was like, Andy, there are three reasons. Three, three reasons <laughs> why... A stepfather would not adopt a stepson. One, the father has passed away. Two, the father is still in the life. Three, I don't Three. know. Three. The way I couldn't believe what I was watching. I was like, you really set this up and didn't land the plane. Like, I'm watching you really <laughs> pause for this. so long. But he, that plane, <laughs> didn't even try and land the plane. The plane, he drove that plane into a mountain, Brandon. Absolutely. <laughs> and he wrote the book already. I was like, wait, did, you wrote the book and you don't know your three? This is crazy. This is this crazy. Is, <laughs> this is delicious. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> But that's why even when we don't have a lot in the season of Atlanta, it still still gives. I still tune in every week. I I love it. I do too. I hear you in that. I think another, because I think Atlanta, I've always said this, has been the only season to me where the women are actually funny. Yes. You know, where they have their own like great senses of humor. And so I do think we missed that piece. Yeah, you just need it. Just needs like that one. It felt a bit heavier. Yes, and you season. just needed that like funny housewife who like isn't really in the 
too much of the drama, but and like then, has yeah. the jokes and, seeing and the opinions. Phaedra's performance on XY's Cup, it's like, okay, uh, well, enough. Put her on. <laughs> no, I feel so I don't even remember what she said about the dungeon. <laughs> and I know it wasn't good. I know it wasn't, it wasn't good. <laughs> no, I, I again, but sh- but we do have Sheree who says something like when she's like, Drew's like, well, you did call me a, a busted can of biscuits. And Sheree, and Sheree was like, I did. I did. <laughs> There's no. I love Sheree because Sheree will own it. She'll say, yeah, I, I said that. <laughs> okay, how about when, oh God, was it, who was saying that? I think it was Drew was saying this. Yeah, to, to Sheree. She's like, I, I've heard there are sex tapes out there about you, to which Sheree responded, I'd love to see them. I bet they're hot. <laughs> okay. She said, you should accept them. <laughs> yeah, because I'd love to see that. Yes. I mean, this is, and then we have Mar. Okay, Marlo really made Marlo make me laugh though. Because, but I didn't like Marlo on reunion. Sort of made me sad because she was she was so like sort of like load in the sense that like she was just like I apologize. I but she kept apologizing, and I wanted sure. her to sort of stand up for herself a little bit. Um, and then, but then there was moments where they're like, "You paid to go to Africa on that trip," and she's like, "I didn't." And then Andy was like, "Apparently, you did." <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. I paid for the flight. So what? So I paid for the flight. Whatever. <laughs> so what? I paid for the flight. That's like huge. That's not cheap. I was like, you paid for a trip, baby. You wanted to be. But on the Todd flight. said it best. But look at her now. Look at her now. Do we like Marla with a peach? Like, how, what if y'all? What are your stance? I do. I do. But there I ha- need. You're right. A portion yeah. to balance her out. Yeah. What did you think of Marla with a peach? I I thought. I liked her with the trip. Like, I've been rooting for Marla to have a peach since like day one. Uh, and so I liked it, but I, I think she just, the, it wasn't the right cast for having a peach in. Does that make sense? Like, she felt mm-hmm. a lot heavier. Yes, yes. Um, and usually yeah. I think Marlo comes in and she's stirs the pot in the right way. And then this season, it just felt like you're reaching for straws. Like, please, Candy's Worldwide, what are you talking about? You know, it just felt. Yeah, yes. she was backed up against a corner, and so it was just like lashing out. As opposed to, as a friend, she's like, "I have a, a purpose, I have an intention, and this is what it is." Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was missing that. A dabbled, a definitely a dabble do ya with with Marlo, but I, I I'd like to see would, where yes. we go from yes. here. I would. I like how happy the peach made her. Yes. Like, you know, I'm always rooting for her, even when sometimes she's hard to root for, or I can, (laughs) you know, like... And sometimes I don't know why I am, but I am. But But I'm rooting for her as a human. For just like human to human, I'm rooting for her in every fucking way. And so I want her success so badly. I want... You know, the archive to yes. succeed, even though I don't understand it. The archive is not. Can we, before we switch to Beverly Hills, just discuss the end of the reunion three? I truly died laughing when Sheree was like, and I have a little something for all of you. <laughs> now, what I'm picturing to come out is the way, you know, when Beyonce sends her new line. To, have you seen on Instagram where like yes. Yes. or Kim Kardashian will open the most gorgeous rack yes. with like just their sizes, colors, gorgeous. And you're like, God, if that box arrived at my I house, would die. the unboxing the I would die. that yeah. I would do. Meanwhile, here comes an intern um, <laughs> in a mask from the back. Then a little rack with maybe a couple sweatshirts, one bag, a t-shirt. He can't get it down the steps. Okay, so you need that bridge. You, you got to put that bridge down that they have. Oh, it was, yes. It was so just like, oh. And then to give Andy a gray t-shirt with a lime green star on it. <laughs> and call it shoe by Sheree. I, I just was like, as somebody who has a, a, a bit of a merch line, I was like, baby. You do, but guess what, Brent? And you got yours Quit out. This. Fucking Quit. fast. Tell us the timeline on your merch. What what could we expect? Um, the timeline on our merch uh, was to determine who I wanted to distribute with, which maybe took a month or two, and then we designed it. Okay, month or two. It, Great. A month or two. I, I would mm-hmm. say the whole process for the first merch line we did was maybe three months, and it was very not even intensive. <laughs> from your from head to your body. <laughs> like, yes. from idea to, <laughs> to selling looking it? in yeah, the mirror. Yeah. Yeah. And can I say, first of all, if you haven't watched Brandon's Messy Mondays, fucking give yourself yes. a gift and go to Brandon's Messy Mondays because I have learned yes. things that I have <laughs> never known before. And his merch is like great merch. Like he tipped to tail three months you did three this. months. And I was like, this is a merch. Three lunch, months. Right? You know. <laughs> and then the best was Andy kept trying to give her her yes. props. 
you know, because this is all before the website crashed, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, I'm so proud of you. You know, we'll see you in September. And she's like, spring, summer. And then he's like, great, September. She's like, spring, summer. Right, spring, summer. So they were like, like, the show was done. And she's like, spring, summer, bye. <laughs> it's really. Oh. All right, shall we take a quick break? We've got to come back briefly with Beverly Hills. Yes. We're back. Our penultimate episode of Beverly mm-hmm. Hills. Now, this is where we got two things. Even though we haven't seen anything, we got we got <laughs> we got, we thing, got Kathy playing a a a, a character. <laughs> We've got Kathy Hilton's character work as a cowboy suitor, <laughs> which was <laughs> wild to see. When she was like, "Howdy, howdy, ma'am, I'm here to give you an apology." Apology. <laughs> <So wild. laughs> it was. Watching her like really like fight through that apology, wow. was, and but also like Kyle, I'm sorry, <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry, Kyle, <laughs> Kyle. Yes. Where are you on this? Yeah, Brandon. I feel for Kathy because I was like, the moment you sent that text to Rena, it's over. Mm-hmm. You can't give Rena receipts, babe. Mm-hmm. Like, like you could deny, 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 but if you gave. Rena a receipt because when she apologized and Rena said well you really have to deal with your dark heart I said oh it's a wrap and we're done here bring in the she by Sheree rack we're out <laughs> spring summer it's really <laughs> it's really oof it's hard a journalist who will remain nameless told me that he believes that when Rena discusses anything with anyone in the DM she then blocks you so that you can't go back and have receipts on her. Smart. Yeah, really smart. Rena's a, a she's a real chess player on that like on the like she's she's worth studying. Like she's she a really cockroach. understands. She's a yeah. cockroach. <laughs> she's a cockroach. Genuine question. Are Rena's friends, I'm not talking housewives. I'm talking yeah. like her OGs, like her friends. Do you think they're thinking in their brains, gosh, she's such a great friend. Like she's so generous, <laughs> she's so kind. Is anyone thinking that about her? I don't think so because I really, I really feel that she is for her, Harry and the and her kids. Like I think like that is her those like that's her world and that's what she protects. And everybody else is, it's a you're a pawn. Like like don't I, I don't know I don't I don't know if she has a lot of folks that she is a real friend to. And if she does, I would be worried as their friend. I'd be like, oh my yeah. god. Who is her real friend? Like, when she's in the dark night of the soul, when she can't call Harry, who is that person? Is there a person? I don't know. I think it was Lois, and I think it's the girls. Yeah. Yeah. Now, everyone is very— There are people very divided on this issue, okay? Mm -hmm. Did Kathy have— a psychotic break as Lisa's peddling mm. it. You know, to jump up and down on glasses and stuff, you know, that's mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah. But as someone, I've also struggled with some anger in my past. Like, I do get that moment when you break and then you're like, oh my God, what have I done, you know? But someone else DM'd me. And I, again, I this is not my opinion. I'm just throwing it out there. Yes. Is there a chance, this is not an accusation, just throwing it out there, that when you see Kathy's behavior, like the canon of her behavior, like she's light one minute, then she's kind of daffy, then she can't remember things, then she's mean. Could this be dis- dementia early onset? Oh, interesting. I've heard that theory popping around there as well. I'm not defending. I, I'm. It's just curious because there are many, many sides to Kathy. Mm-hmm. I think what you bring up is actually quite, uh, whoever said that is kind of quite astute because I do think there's sometimes you watch these shows and you'll look back and be like, oh, I think you might have been watching like something, some kind of mental, some like an actual thing mm-hmm. that has not been diagnosed. Um, but it looks entertaining to us. And so there is a world in which that is the I, thing. Don't, I don't know, know. You know, whose side are you on, Brandon? Not side, no. but like in terms of just Kyle and Kathy, okay? Yes. Where are you there? Do you think Kyle and Lisa are teaming up on Kathy? Do you think Kyle is relishing this? Just to me, Kyle is genuine to me and seeming like this is absolute hell for her. Maybe a little part of her is liking the fact that the world is going to see, of course, that Kathy yes. is mean yeah, to yeah. her. Yes. I think that that exists too. <laughs> are they trying to take her down because she got too popular? Ooh. It, you know, for me, it's like, I'm like, this just seems like something that should be happening off camera. I'm glad there's a camera, but it feels like, sure. it's like, yeah. it's one of those things where you're like, this feels so like 
sibling and so deep and like you know there's obviously the yes. Kim aspect of it as well that it's like I don't know if you should be teaming up with Lina, with Rinna right now this seems like this needs to no. be a one-on-one situation and really figure out what happened and when is Rinna gonna tell us the words she said when are we gonna hear she's like you said some things about the women say them say them she knows what she's doing <laughs> also here's the thing Rinna also came for Kyle's other sister oh, yeah let's not forget the history between the Richard sister and one Lisa Rinna. Now, I, we can say whatever we want about our siblings, but the minute someone else comes for our siblings, you got to come through me. You know what I mean? And so I have a problem having Lisa Rinna say those things to Kyle about her own sister in front of her, like right there. It feels to me, I would be like, you know what? This is, you heard it, you've said your piece, go now. Because this is yeah. between me and my sister. But but Danielle, I think Kyle, it's so deep and dark, she needs the buffer. And it, she's kind of like, it can't come from me. I don't know. It's like she both wants to be involved and wants nothing to do with it. But think about it. You bring up a good point. Wouldn't you be so devastated if, <laughs> you know, Lisa Rinna threw a glass at Kim. And then Kyle's like, hey, girls. <laughs> like, they're friends. It's disturbing. It is. We do have to take all that into consideration. And there's so much to take under advisement, you know? It's, yeah, we really, we have to see, it. we really have to pull out and see the entire picture. <laughs> yeah, like, we, we can't. There's so and, much and history. There's a lot of theories swirling about as to where is the footage. Okay, Andy has said there's no footage. There was no footage in the club. Um now Lisa's pissed because she says Crystal witnessed the beginning of it when as they got in the sprinter van, but now Crystal's clamming up. Many people are saying that the Hiltons have come down so hard, there will be no footage. Others are saying Bravo is going along with that because they want to keep Kathy. I don't know. I, I would not mess with the Hiltons. That's the thing. Like if I were, if I were Chris, even if I saw Kathy doing something, I would you would not hear me saying nothing about it. I'd be like, oh, I don't, I don't know, girl. Well, I don't know. Kathy, Kathy, no, I don't I wasn't there. I didn't see. <laughs> yeah, like, that's what Crystal's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Crystal's like, like Kathy seemed thing. a little like upset when no one joined the conga, but I don't know. <laughs> She's a little upset, but are not we all a little upset sometimes? You know, so like, right. <laughs> like occasionally when no one stoops down and joins us in a conga. <laughs> it was upsetting to her. I don't know, you know, but whatever. She's great. I love Kathy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, it's just everyone seems afraid except for Lisa, but then Lisa seems more afraid. Like Lisa's reaction when we have seen Lisa again threaten a sister yeah, with a glass yeah. in her face, like break a glass and shiv- and and basically shiv, threaten yeah. to shiv her. <laughs> yes, yes. Like I don't know that we can speak. I don't know that we can speak on Kathy breaking her glass. You know what I mean? Like I just feel like we have to yeah. again, pull back and see the entire it's, picture. You're right. I think Lisa's loving this too. I think oh. like I think like the oh. idea of going up against the hilt, like Lisa, I think feels real powerful, and she's like, oof. If because because if you think about it, if Lisa could take down Kathy Hilton, like that is that's, that that's, is that's big. A, that's a big thing. That's a Game big of badge. Thrones. That's a, <laughs> Game of Thrones yes. is what yes. we're saying. Yeah, she's relishing it in a way that definitely feels uncomfortable and awful. <laughs> But I'm actually now at the point where I'm like, you need to tell us. In the same way we were in that place with Crystal and um, and, uh, Sutton. 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 It's like, just just tell us, okay? Tell us. Let us be the judge here. And the way that she's drawing it out is both leading me to believe maybe it wasn't anything or it was so bad. I don't know. But that text of like, silence is golden. I don't know. I'm like, maybe it was. Because why do you send that text? I I think it was that bad. I do personally. It has to be that bad, right? Because then you wouldn't text. Two things are true. Lisa's relishing it, and it was that bad. Is my personal. Wow, guys! I just I beg for the footage or or a reenactment of that foot. Like if I would love for Lisa to reenact. Like I would. I need. Don't like, like every Seven Eleven has a has a camera out front. Like where was the Sprinter van? Get us something, Bravo. There's footage. Get Dateline on this. They're like, and then we so saw. Good. I mean, as Casey has pointed out many times, like. On Atlanta, we saw a nest cam of, you know, Bolo. a stripper, par- of Bolo and a stripper party. Oh, like, yes, yes. Oh, 
Oh, that was beautiful. We like energy. talked to the owners of that Airbnb and got Nest Camp. I mean, yes. we, we got in there. And there were maps and diagrams and like where the yes. rooms were. And we like, really, that was, uh, that was, that bolo was good. Yes. And now everything's mysteriously quiet. The Hilton. Don't play with the Hilton. Don't play. <laughs> wow. uh, guys, we have to wrap up, but there's, I mean, we could really go on and on. Next week and is on the and finale. On. Uh, listen, this is everything. This is our life. This is <laughs> what we were born to do, born to talk about. You're in this lifetime, we were born to talk about <laughs> yeah. this. Oh, absolutely right. Again, yes. this is nature. This is nature. This is nature. This is not epigenetics. This is <laughs> this nature. is the only thing I'm glad society foisted on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yes. And your book, You Gotta Be You, you can get it anywhere. You can anywhere. order it now. And the audiobook. Yes. Too. Yes. I love audiobooks. Read by you. Yes, read by yours truly. And, you know, you also are an actor and a voice on human yeah. resources. I am also a voice on human resources. I just have to throw that yeah. out there and I hate to do it. But you're so great. You're also a writer on Big Mouth. I mean, what yes. aren't you doing? I, 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 that's a really good question. I'm tired. You're also a co-star of Oprah's. <laughs> yes, I'm also a co-star of Oprah's. <laughs> I'm following Oprah around. I, I have to just circle back, guys, and say, I really shouldn't have said I was on it, too. That really felt like Marlo and the trip to Africa. It just did. <laughs> it just did. And I'm going to, much like Marlo, say I own that. I own it. But you were on, you were one of our, our many, like, I mean, that show has so many fantastic guests. Well, let's not say many, so many. Yeah, I was going to say, now he's really taking you in. Like, look, you were one of a thousand. One of a thousand. We'll ask guests. anyone a, who walks a, in, basically. Just to, anyone. <laughs> to um, Brandon, you're so, so wonderful. Thank you for being on. We need to have you again because I do feel in some ways we both got everywhere and we also just scratched the surface. Yes. And when Potomac comes back, I, I, I really would like yes. to be here for the Potomac Please. conversation. We need to talk Please. about our new alliance. And the dissolution of the Darby marriage. Yes. We have to talk. We have so many things to talk about. I'm so excited. Thank you for Thank being you. here. Thank y'all. Bye. Bye, Bye everyone. Ah, so much fun. 